We're on page Reish Ches at the bottom, starting a new part of this mimer. And regarding the Esos Fides Agnuses, the Pshitis of the Oyr, the Kli is the only thing that gives definition, but the Oyr is not really Oyr Echachma, Rabina doesn't have any real definition, it's totally Pasha, just like the emanator, the source of the light. And the only reason it's called Chachma Rabina, according to the Pardes, is only in a way of negation of Shlila. Say that it is not the opposite of Chachma. This Oyer is not the opposite of Chesed. Sorry, this Oyer, yes, is not the opposite of these things. It's just being Shoyl. It's not describing the Oyer itself, just saying, it's saying that this Oyer is not the opposite of these descriptions. So the Oyer is totally pushed. Behine. The female says, Barley il dasa pardes, according to what we explained earlier in the previous mimer about the opinion of the pardes. Regarding the the the, the divine energy that is totally pushed without any definition and only the kli was what gives it a specific expression and definition. We have to say according to the opinion that the divine energy, the oir, the godly light, is totally pushed, stripped of any definition and abstract. Meaning to say that they as they have no spheres within the oir whatsoever, no form of definition whatsoever. And not in, even in a way of a lack of definition or a shlila type definition. Like we were saying, like I just said, that the according to the Pardes, the only reason it's called Eira Chachma or Eira Bina, that the Eira itself has a, a you're calling it a specific um, definition or giving it a name of Chachma Bina is only to be shoyl, that it's not the opposite of these things. But actually, according to the Pardes, and the real explanation is that they're totally Pashat and that they have no def- they have no definition at all. Not in even in a way of hedder and shlila, not even in this way of negation, like we were just saying earlier, that it's totally pushed. Not you can't describe it even in a way of shlila. In the parentheses, seemingly, and also it seems uh, that truthfully, this is also the opinion of Dasa Harab Menachem Rakanti Zal, according to the Rakanti, that the divine energy is totally stripped of any definition. And so too, it's implied from the Mimer. Which explains the Maimon title Eilas Tami, what we quoted earlier from the Alter Rebbe. Sheheim Shutim Lagamri, that the Oyer is totally stripped of any definition. So, what is this Oyer then? It is just a revelation of the energy of the emanator, in order to emanate, to bring into being, the and to enliven the vessels of Chachma and of Chesed, etc. But the that the Oyer itself is totally Pashit. It's just the simple energy which is going to enliven, give life to these kalim, which give it expression in a specific, defined way. Of chachmar chesed, but the energy of Hashem, which an expression of that of Hashem's essence, simple essence, does not have any concept attached to it of chachmar chesed at all. There's no definition at all to the not even in a way of shlila. However, however, we see the question here. According to the Zayar, page 87, side side one, side A, it says that the, the divine energy which is included is enclosed in the spheres, that the oyur of the spheres switch places. This oyur on this side and this oyur on this side, they can switch places. And the Mikdash Melech on the Zayar and the commentary on the Zayar and the name of the Rizal, it says, 
What does it mean, switching places, one onto the other side? That means that the oyer of chesed, so here we already see, there's a certain definition to that oyer here. The oyer, the divine energy of chesed, is now switching places into the vessel of gvura, and the oyer of gvura is being switched into the kli of chesed. Turning the page now. Um, and that's it's written in the Eitzchayim, 31st Gateway, Chapter 6, Veshom, Shehein, and over there it says, Shehein, Chines, Chesed, Ugvura, Techachma, Obina. That this is the levels of Chesed and Gvura, of Chachma and Bina. The aspects, the Oyur of the Sviris, which is switching places. It's the Chesed and Gvura of Chachma and Bina, the Oyur Chesed. Um, that we're talking about here, which is switching places into the Kliya Gvura, is the specific, the Oyer of Chesed, however, the Oyer of Chesed, how it's included within Chachman Bina. Chesed and Gvura, how it's included within Chachman Bina, within the Meichin. And through these, this idea of the switching of the Oyeris, Oyer of Chesed, and the Oyer of Chesed, the Kliya Gvura, and Oyer of Gvura, the Kliya Chesed, then there becomes a mixture of all the levels of all the different aspects of Chesed and Gura, they come mixed together. How did move them? So that was a quote from the the uh, Eitz Chaim. So what do we see from this? What do we understand from this? That within the divine energy itself, there is already a definition of Chesed and Gura. Because if it wasn't so, if there wasn't a definition of the Oyer, you wouldn't be able to say Oyer HaChesed, the energy of Chesed specifically, defining it as Chesed, into the Kli of Gura. It's already giving a definition of what the Oyer is. Being that the Oyer would be totally simple, stripped of any definition, and it has no, in, in its very essence, it has no definition of these specific levels. So how is the Zayar calling it or how is this concept of uh, if it was totally Pasha, then it would no, have no definition at all. Rather, we must or forced to say now that there is within the Oyer, even in the very essence, meaning in the core, what the Oyer is in its true essence, has a definition of Chesed and Gvura, and therefore it's possible to talk about this concept of the Oyeres, which are already defined of Chesed Gvura switching places and becoming all mixed together. So this idea will be understood. Will be understood by what is explained in the additional explanation on the famous mimer in Megillah Sester and Teira Eir and the additional explanation on that mimer of Yavil Levush Malchus. Yeah, they will bring a garment of Malchus. That in general, there's two different uh, influxes of divine energy, of drawing downs of divine energy from the infinite energy of Hashem. Aleph, one of them, the one way of the one type of Amshacha from Ayin Saif is it's totally infinite, unlimited. And this is in general referring to the divine energy of Saviv Kolam, which encompasses all of the worlds. It's a unlimited, infinite revelation of godliness, and therefore encompassing in the sense where it totally transcends being revealed within the creation, within the limited creations. 
it's not within the realm of being enclosed in an internal way within the limited worlds because it's an infinite revelation. Therefore, it doesn't become enclosed in the finite kalim of the worlds. Even though that this infinite revelation of godliness is found in every place, and like the Zerah says, the Kuna Zerah says, there, there is no place void of him. Mine means from him, his very meaning from this infinite revelation, not from the Ziv or from the Ha'ara, but actually from Mine, from him himself, meaning from the infinite revelation of him, there is no place void of him at all. And on the contrary, he is in every place equally. On this level, the infinite revelation of godliness, being that it doesn't take into account the specific kalim of the creations, therefore it's found equally within every place, within creation, the higher worlds, lower worlds. And such mind, it's ani moli. Oh, like the verse says, the heavens referring to the higher worlds, the more spiritual worlds, and the audits and the earth referring to this more physical, the lower worlds, lower levels of godliness. Ani, meaning Hashem in his very essence, which means the revelation of, his, of the infinite revelation of his essence. Moli, I feel equally. It mentions Shemaim audits equally. So we see, because this is an infinite revelation which doesn't take into account. Um, doesn't take into account the differences of creation because it's in it's not coming to be enclosed into each crea- creation according to its specific capacity. So therefore, it's revealed equally in all of creation. But it's still it's not in the realm of being enclosed, meaning felt, being revealed within worlds, being sensed by the worlds because it's an infinite relation which totally transcends their, their limited capacity. Even though it's found equally in in all the worlds, because it's an infinite revelation, therefore it encompasses all of the worlds equally, without one being higher than the other and, more, and being more closer to this area than the other. Just like a famous mushal, one and a million are one is no closer. A million is no closer to um, infinity than one because infinity is not within the realm of within the same gather within the realm of numbers. It's any number is still finite, so therefore, one and a million are equidistant to infinity. It will take in a million and still infinite, you know, ad infinitum till it gets to infinity. And same thing like one. So too, the lowest world, the highest worlds are all equidistant from this erasevikon. However, but even though this area is found equally in all the worlds, it's not in a way of it's enclosed and grasped by the worlds, being sensed and revealed within them. Even though it's found equally in every level within, of creation, of all the chain of creation. Nevertheless, the, this divine energy of Hashem's infinite revelation is not felt, sensed within the creations. Being that this area is totally unlimited, and therefore, it's not within the realm of these limited creations. That's why it's found equally within all of creation, even though being that it's an infinite revelation, it's not felt because it's not in the realm, it's not within the capacity of these finite creations to sense this. In order to sense it, in order to feel it, you have to be on, on a, a level where you can grasp it. The infinite revelation is totally above the finite creations. No matter how high the world is, it's still finite. Even Atsilis is still finite, it's still defined. So therefore, you can't grasp it, you can't sense this oyer, but the oyer is found equally within all of creation, being that it's bleak vul, unlimited, therefore, it is equally found everywhere. 
In the parentheses it says, because the divine energy, which has already become contracted, diminished, condensed, in order to be in the realm of the limited creations, to enclose within each creation according to its capacity, its characteristics. It can only be, this oyer, this limited, can only be in a place which is which is on its level. Meaning in a place which is a specific, which is a, a kli, a channel for that level of divinity. But the divine energy of Tzavev, which is unlimited revelation of godliness, being that it's, it did not become contracted and condensed according to the capacity, the limited, capa- limited capacity of the world. Therefore, it is within every place of creation, within every level of creation, equally. So the oyer, which is mistzamtim, it already become condensed, and therefore already is mischashiv with the different levels of creation, with the gidri anivroim, the gidri, gidri ha'olim, is the definition of creation. It only becomes revealed into a specific oilum, which is a more of a kli to it. However, soiviv, being that it didn't take into account at all the capacity of creation, therefore it's revealed, it's found equally within all of creation. Like the mashal of rotzin. Rotzin is the hamshachas anefesh itself. Therefore, it's not a koyach prati, it's not a koyach panimi. Therefore, it's found equally within all the evadim. That's how you see that the ratzin, to move your toe, or the ratzin to think about something, is equal. Meaning, it takes you, there doesn't take any time for your ratzin to move your toe, or your ratzin to think about something intellectual. It doesn't take any more time. Because it's found equally within the whole soul. Because it's talking about the, the soul itself. The mshach is a nefesh itself. Hatayas a nefesh itself. Whereas the Eir is only revealed within the Kli of the brain, which is the Kli specifically for this Eir HaSeichel. And the, and the, the Koyach HaLicha is only found in the Reglaim, which is the Kli for that. After the parentheses, Vihi HaNoisenis. And this itself is the explanation, meaning being that this Eir is totally unlimited and above creation, therefore it's found equally everywhere. Vihi HaNoisenis. It's not in an enclosed way, an internal way within the creation, being that it is not on this, the realm within this, the realm of these limited creations. So it's found equally because it's totally above creation and it's unlimited revelation. Therefore, it's found equally everywhere. And for that very reason itself, Hyanisenis is not enclosed in an internal way. It's not sent and revealed within creation because it's totally unlimited and above the realm, above the capacity, the specific capacity, characteristic, nature of the limited creations. And even though it explains in that Maimur, that this divine energy, this unlimited revelation of godliness is the main chayis, the main vitality and source for the bringing into existence of all of creations. As explained in Tanya, chapter 48, that specifically this is, it's this 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 unlimited revelation of godliness which has the ability to bring yesh to create an entity from nothing because it has to be totally unlimited and therefore something which is a limited it's never going to be able to be, bring into a being a gashmis a new creation because it's already limited into a specific so no matter how much you metzamtim this it's never going to be, become a new entity whereas the this unlimited revelation of godliness it's totally unlimited therefore it has the ability to even bring into being a totally new creation which is basically the only in the ability of Hashem's infinite power to bring into a, and to bring into being a new creation. So even though that this this unlimited revelation of godliness is the main vitality and the source of creation of the basically of the of the actual entity of the creations, 
like it explains in Tanya, and the Oyer Mamali, the limited revelation is more like the neshama of all of creation, the tzir, the tzura. And also, from the perspective of this level of, of divinity, it's unlimited revelation of godliness, all of the creations are totally bottled because it's before this level of godliness, which totally transcends all of them. Everything is as nothing because everything is totally, uh, like I said, one in a million. The highest creations, the lowest creations are all bottled equally. So we have two milas. It's the main source for the bringing to being of the Yashmei Ayin of the creation. Also, everything is totally bottled to it. Like it expresses in this tefillah, like we say, in Nishmas, every koima, every entity, basically, before you bows down. And the Yedua, the koi, al the Adam Kadmin, and it's known, explains in other places, that what it means, kol koima, uses the specific word of koima, instead of kol nivra or kol neshama. It says kol koima, because koima refers to the tzir koima of, of Adam Kadmin, the, basically the formation and godliness of this level of Adam Kadmin, which explained earlier, the primordial man, a level of divinity, which is the primordial thought of all of creation, every, every aspect of creation, every detail of creation is included there in a general way. So that is what it's referring to. The whole koima, even Adam Kadmin, this high, high, very lofty level of divinity, is Lefanecha before you is bowing down, totally bottle. Like bowing is an expression of bittle. So that's referring to which includes within it and encompasses all general, the general chain of all of creation. And for that very reason that we're talking about the specific level of divinity, which inclu- which is koil makif, like we're saying, this oyer makif here, the oyer is oyer makif, encompassing all of creation, being that it's totally infinite and unlimited. For that very reason, all of the details of creation which are included within this level of ak are totally are bowing and totally nullified to this revelation of this unlimited revelation of godliness, which is expressed by this level of ak. So, every detail of creation which is included within the tzir koima of Adam Kadmuin is lefonecha before you, before this unlimited revelation of, of ak, which is the unlimited revelation of godliness, is bowing down before you. All Every tzir, every specific detail of creation is totally bottled. Because it's it's bottled before the we're talking about this this level the revelation of godliness which is totally unlimited. And even the lowest lowest levels of creation are totally bottled. You would think the, the lowest levels are so coarse they can't feel it they can't sense this divinity at all. No, even the lowest levels, the most coarse levels, are also bottled. Because we're talking about regard um, compared to Lagabe, this Ayurin safe, which before it every single level of creation is totally equal. Therefore, every single level of creation, even the lowest ones, which usually we think have no shaykhis this this level of divinity, are totally bottled. And here's the verse which describes this bittle of all of creation before the infinite revelation of godliness. And it's from Daniel. It says, I'm quoting the whole verse, even though in the Mimer it says only a little bit, All the inhabitants of the earth are of no account. And that's actually the same idea which it says in the Zayar of, of uh, 
based on this verse. All the inhabitants of the earth, he does as he wishes, Hashem does as he wishes with the hosts of heavens, of the heavens, and with the inhabitants of the earth, he does as he wishes. There is none to stay his hand, or to say to him, What have you done? Like the Mitzvah David says here, just to quote it, All the inhabitants of the earth are considered as nothing compared to him. And according to Hashem, according to His will, He does whatever He wants to do, basically He can do in the hosts of the heaven and the dwellers of the earth. Nobody can protest against Him or whatever He wants to do. Nobody can stop Him. And just and tell Him, what have you done? It's not, it's not right for you to do this. Nobody can protest against Him. So this verse, we see that the heavens, the earth, the highest creations, the lowest creations, Nothing can protest against him. Everyone is totally bottled before him. Even the lowest creations. Hine. Calls who shall live But even though we're talking about this high level of this infinite revelation of godliness, it has these two mylists that's the main vitality and the main source for the creation of all beings. And also mitzad, this level, all the new tail and every single detail of creation, the highest to the lowest. All of this, when we're talking about this, this infinite revelation, it's not in a way of islapsus, it's not in a way of a, enclose, in a inner enclosement within the creations and a way that the creations are grasping it or sensing it, or it's not revealed within creation. And so the fact that this unlimited level of, divine, of divinity is bringing into being, and also enlivening all of creation every moment, so seemingly... Why would that not be felt by creation? It's the very life force, the very existence of everything. It's only because it's an unlimited level of divine energy. It's it's a way that Hashem, meaning Hashem's knowledge of creation is the very existence of creation. But this knowledge of creation is in a way where it's very distance from the limited creation. So in a way of makif, like it's called, it's called seviv kolom, seviv. It's a divine energy which is called Seviv because it's above the capacity, limited capacities of all of creation. Therefore, it's, so to say, it knows about it from a distance. Hashem knows all of creation and that very knowledge of all of creation is what gives it its very life force and gives it its existence. But being that the level of divinity which knows that creation is unlimited, is infinite, therefore, it, it's, it's not relating to creation in a pratistic way, in a slapshistic way. And a gili took away. Therefore, all of creation is only relating to it in a way of rihuk of distance, it's feeling very far, and not relating it into any sensible and a more gili hargasha. Hargasha idea is called nivr Even though, like it says in Tanya, there that Hashem knows all of every detail of creation and the very core of every creation, which is implying more of a pnimistic knowledge. So this knowledge, which is the life force and the existence of all of creation, which comes from this eating safe, this safe column, this unlimited revelation of godliness, it knows everything intimately. But nevertheless, it still is not in a way of kiruv, of hargasha, of being grasped in, within the creations, in a way of islapshus. Like he explains in Tanya there, and therefore, 
Balochin, being that the whole relationship this Uyur has with creation is in a way of Rikuk, very distant and very lofty, because it's unlimited and the and creation is finite, therefore, therefore, within the creations themselves also, they don't feel and they don't sense this this life force which is giving them their existence every moment and they don't feel the bitl that is experienced legabe this life force like we said everything is truly bottle compared to this life force but they don't sense this life force and therefore they don't, they don't sense the bitl also that's produced from this life force um, and therefore within the feeling the personal feeling of every creation it could even be a possibility that a creation should feel his own existence meaning totally opposite of the idea of Bittl. He feels his own existence. He feels himself. He feels his own wants and his own desires, even though his life force is coming from this unlimited level, which totally nullifies and doesn't leave room for his existence at all. But being that it's so lofty above our our um, capacity to be able to relate to, therefore it allows us to feel our own yeshes even. At the same time, that it actually, in, in truth... It's totally, everything is totally bottled compared to this and from the perspective of this life force. And that's the idea of Hashem's knowledge of all of creation, which doesn't force the, our choices. Explain about this in the Mimer entitled So, also explains in Teira Er and um, Parshas Vayera, the Mushroom, the Mimer Vayera, the Erdana, that so this knowledge, Hashem knows all of creation intimately, every single detail. And the, the question is if Hashem knows everything, and not only does He know everything, but we're talking about an unlimited level of godliness, therefore, past, present, future, all equal compared to this level, just like all levels of creation, the highest to the lowest are all equal compared to this level of divinity. So to all time is equal, which is just another creation, limited creation. So Hashem knows everything before it happens. And Hashem knows everything that's going to happen, it did happen, is happening, and the, the, the future is just like the present to Hashem. But being that He knows this level, the, this idea is only coming from this, which is totally transcends the limited creations. Therefore, it's not sensed by them. Therefore, it doesn't force our choices. So therefore, it's still, we have we feel it's still a free choice. Hashem knows everything from a way of rikuk, from a way where it doesn't relate to us, when we don't feel it, and therefore it doesn't, we don't feel that our choices are being forced, and we have a seemingly free choice. As it's explained more at length in that moment. So the source for this Hamshach of divinity this unlimited revelation of godliness, the Erasaviv, the source, the higher source for it within the essence, meaning the godliness before it became contracted and related to creation, because even Saviv is called Olmin, even that is a level of divinity which relates to creation, to the Olmin, even though it's a, the fact that you're calling it a revelation of divinity already means that it's a level of godliness which is already relating to creation. Any, any revelation already has a certain seer, a certain form and definition to it. And this is defined as a unlimited revelation, just like there's another uh, level of divinity, which is the finite, more diminished, contracted level of divinity. So, the, the, so therefore, there has to be a higher source for this amshacha. It stems from the Eidin Seifim, the infinite revelation of godliness, which totally transcends, is before the initial contraction, concealment of the infinite presence of Hashem, 
which this level of divinity is totally not within the shaykh, is not begeder shaykh, has no relationship and not within the realm of having a relationship with creation at all. Whereas this level, the seviv, it might be not within the realm of the limited creations, but it still is kol om, seviv kol om. It has a relationship with creation. Its whole purpose is to be the life force of creation. Whereas here, the source for this level is in a level of divinity which is not begeder shaykhs. It's not even within the realm of having a relationship with creation. That's a higher level. It's, it might not, it's above the erich of creation, but it has a shaykhist to creation because it's, it's seviv kol almin. This level of divinity, the source of seviv, is in a level which it's above even having a relationship with creation because it totally is before there was any revelation of godliness to relate to come down to the limited worlds. It's explained in the Mimer and Parshas Kedach. That all these levels of divinity, which are called circles, which are basically the revelation of Seviv Kolm, just like a circle has no higher, lower beginning end, just like the Seviv, there is no higher, lower compared to that revelation. That's why it's called the eagle. So, all these, the divine revelation of Seviv, its, its root, its source, is in the eagle agodal, the great circle, which is before the kav. What does that mean? Meaning the great, the, the great circle, meaning the ultimate unlimited revelation of God. And it's the ultimate unlimited presence of Hashem before there was a revelation, before the Kaab, before the initial contraction and concealment of the unlimited presence of Hashem, which then let out a more contracted revelation of the Kaab, the, the, the line, so to say, like energy. So that's the same idea. And this is referring to this this great circle, is referring to the essence, the true essence of Hashem, the true infinite essence of Hashem, which has is not even in the realm of having a hypothetical relationship with the world. There's no hypothetical relationship here. There's no possible relationship here. It's before divinity went through this initial concealment, which allowed for a possibility of having a relationship with worlds. And also this level of divinity, the true infinite essence of Hashem, is not within the realm of Sfiris, within meaning it's not, it's totally posh, it has no definition at all. That if it was from the perspective of this level, if this level of divinity before the initial divine contraction, concealment, if there would be drawn down and so to say brought about creations from this level of divinity, from the perspective of this level, it would be it would bring about it would bring about worlds and spheres without any end. Without any end, without any limit, that is an expression of this pshitas of this level. So it can bring about creations, but creations that have no end. And the spheres, the worlds, and these spheres would be in a totally different way. They wouldn't be in the way that we know worlds, because it's being created by a divine energy which has no definition at all. Which are not in the same realm of this entity of the spheres which are emanated in the world of Atsilas right now at all. They wouldn't be in the same way as these ten spheres of Chesed, Das, all these spheres which we know about. If it would be created directly from the Uyden Seif before the Tzimtzum, they would be totally unlimited and not in the same way also of the spheres that we know them. Omash and that's all as a spheres, and then like it continues, as a the fact that there was emanated only ten spheres and not nine, 
10 and not 11, and the specific definitions of Chochma, Chesed, and not any Fanim Echedim, like we said, and not in different different characteristics. This is only because of the initial divine contraction, concealment of the unlimited essence of Hashem. Which was in the infinite revelation of godliness. Meaning that the infinite revelation of divinity because the Tzimtzum is only Shaykh in the already in Oyr. It's not Shaykh in the Mo'ir, in the source of light. But still, this oyer, how it's a gili la'atzma, like we've learned earlier, it's a oyer, a gili, how it is before the tzimtzum, how it is a, to himself. Before he's, Hashem has contracted his infinite divine presence to let out a more finite mitzumtzum dika oyer. So, um, the fact that there is only a specific number of series, not not adding kets, oblique vul, and that they were only created in these specific defined ways, not in a fine mechidim, that's only because of the tzimtzum, which was in the infinite revelation of godliness, that the oyed abilti bagvul, this unlimited energy of Hashem, became concealed and became absorbed, included within his essence, went, so to say, back, so to say, included within his essence, which that means that there shouldn't be any more of a revelation of a divinity in an in a unlimited way. Rather, that the godliness should be revealed in a way of limitation and measure. So that's the idea of the Kav. So first there had to be, there was an unlimited revelation of godliness. There was first just the essence of Hashem, without any revelation. Then he revealed to himself an unlimited revelation. And then, on that unlimited revelation, the Oyrein Soif, there was a Tzimtzum, a concealment, so therefore, the infinite presence of Hashem shouldn't be felt anymore. And then there, this symptom let out, allowed for a limited revelation of godliness to come out. And that is referring to, like it says in Kabbalah, the drawing down of the kav, the line-like energy, which is just like a line, is a finite, measured line. So to this level of divinity is finite and measured. Which is drawn down after this contraction, concealment of the infinite presence of Hashem. And the hamshach of this kav is in a measurement a specific measurement. Limitations. Like it says in Eitzchayim. And this is referring to a divine energy which is contracted, condensed, diminished, and limited according to the specific capacity of the limited world. Which since this level of divinity is limited and already has a tzir, so to say, to it, therefore it brings about 10 spheres, not spheres and kets, and also spheres in a specific way, in a specific definition of chesed, gvuda, chachma, etc. Because it's already a limited, measured le- level of divinity. And also, so this is the second level of Amshacha. Like we started this whole thing at the top of this page. He said, there's two types of Amshacha from Eid and Seif Baruch. One is B'chinas Ein Seif Mamish. That's the that unlimited revelation of divinity, which is above being felt by the world and being enclosed within them and grasped by them. Even though it is makif all them equally and everything is totally bottled before it and it's the main life force of creation, but being that it's an unlimited, it's not felt by creation. And then we're talking about here that after there was a concealment of the infinite presence of Hashem, the infinite revelation of Hashem, and that allowed for a limited level of godliness, diminished level of godliness to come out, and that is what gives specific definition to creation and in a limited way, then there shouldn't be unlimited creations. 
And that also, it should be a should be a inner vitality, meaning an inner in the sense that it can enclose into the world according to their specific level, just like the Eira Seichel is enclosed into the into the Moyach and the Koyachar Halicha, into their Glaim, etc. So now this level of divinity, which is already contracted and, lim- and measured, it can enclose an internal way within the world, in a way of enclo- in a inner enclosement and a tfisa be grasped by them, be felt by them, be sensed by creation. Slabshus comes to the word lavush, to wear something, just like a... So when something is wearing something, it fits according to the measurements of the person. So this oyur is mimislabish, it's, it's fitting into the, to the kalim of the worlds. And therefore, being it's fitting, it's going into each world according to its capacity, therefore the worlds have the ability to grasp it and to have a real relationship with it, to feel it. It should be begili by them. And that the divine, this level, this mitzumtum should be felt by them with an inner feeling, a real feeling, and also, they should literally feel this vitality, to become their real vitality, not just a vitality which they have no sense and no feeling of what it is, like the the chayes that we, the, the, our main ikr chayes is from the sevi, but you don't sense that. It's called your ikr chayes because it brings you, actually your very entity into being. It's the yeshmi ayin. It gives the ability for the your 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 chaymer, your for every creation to exist. But what gives the inner life force of all creation, giving it life, bringing it to life, that is the ayir which relates to your specific capacities. And this is also relating to the lower levels of and of all of creations. Even the lowest, lowest levels of creations have this within it. Within all of creation, there includes the ray of this level of the kav, of the metzumtzum, after the tzimtzum. Like it says in the famous simon, in the Geras HaKadosh, chof, about this level of how creation comes from the Seviv. So there, or there it says, the Ha'odas HaKav, Shahayameir, Be'yitzviris, the Malchus, Tatsilis, Adaparsa, this radiation, this Ha'odas, this, this more diminished glimmer of divinity, of the Kav, which shines, which was revealed within the ten Sviris of Malchus of Atsilis. Ada parsa until the parsa, which is the separation, another type of simsim, which is between Atsilas and Bria. Boka ha parsa imoim. It broke through this parsa, which is between Atsilas and the lower worlds of Bia, with the spheres of Malchus of Atsilas. And it shines, this Ha'arasakav shines within the lower worlds, the created worlds of Bria Tirasia, just like it shines within the world of Atsilas. This, um, therefore, it's, we're saying that this Ayrakav is also. In the Olam Biyat, just like it says in the Yuvachayichad and Simon Chaf and Yerasi Kedush Vagam, a Kav Atzmechulo. Even the Kav itself, not just the ten Sfiris, how they're enclosed, how the ten Sfiris of Malchus of Atzilus are going into breaking through the barrier between Atzilus and and being revealed within Biyat. But even the Kav itself is shining into Biyat. Okay, Dua, as it's known, Shabuchol Nivra Yesh. We're turning the page. Within every creation, there is. Beis binei chayes. There's two types of energy that every creation has. And they are defined as oyer, the the energy of creation, and the koyach and the power of creation. What are the difference between these two levels of energy, which all of creation has? These two life forces. The chayes, the bechinas oyer, who bechinas ha'odas ha'kav k'neida. 
the divine energy which is described as oyer is light that is the level of the radiation from the kav which this glimmer from the kav which shines into all the creation as it's known even though concerning this level of the radiation of kav which all of creation experiences it says there's no one wholly separate like Hashem meaning this level of divinity is still separate from the person because it's the pure revelation of the kav even though it's a limited level of divinity but it's still a kav which says about the kav it, 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 the kav is a expression of divinity even how it was before the tzimtzum so it's still, therefore, it's still Kaddish. It's still, in a certain way, removed from our feelings. Nevertheless, it being that it's a limited level of divinity, after the Tzimtzum, it comes enclosed in an internal way within creation and grasped by them and felt by creation with an inner feeling, which is where Malkin Machir explained in another place. The difference is that the Kav with the Natsilis before the Parsa separates between Natsilis and Biyah, the Kav is Hergish Mahus Mamish. You feel the actual the actual essence, the true essence and being of the Kav. And then when all of a sudden it comes to Biyah, because of the extra Tzimtzum and the Helam Hester of the Parsa, which separates Atzilus and Biyah, then you only feel the existence of this Kav, but you don't feel the true essence of what it is. You only feel that, that it is, that there is a Matzilus of a Kav, but you don't feel the what of the Kav, the Mahus of it. But through the Teda, we can actually experience a revelation of the Mahus of the Kav, even in our world. So, as explained in Tanya, chapter 36, it says that the Hashem gave to their Hashem to his nation strength, which strength is referring to the Teda, because the Teda is this Levush, which has the ability, because it stems from that, that um, pure unlimited revelation of divinity, therefore it has the ability to channel it through this, uh, the Torah, to channel it through to the creations. That's why it's called the Mashal Mashal Kadmeni, the Mashal, the analogy for the primordial one. The primordial one, meaning Hashem's very infinite energy, is able to shine through the Torah because it stems, the, it's Shredish of the Torah is from there. So, we'll stop there, about six lines on the top of Reishud, and just ending off saying, that there is now the Oyer Mitzumtzum, this other type of divine energy, which after the, the uh, contraction, the concealment of Hashem's infinite revelation, and that is a Oyer which clothes in an internal way, in a way that it's felt by all of creation, in a way where every creation feels it and able to sense it, and therefore it also brings into being creations which are limited and have a certain seer to them in a certain way. Um... And therefore, it's also grasped by the creations and felt by them in, a, in the Hergish Pnimi. And even into the lowest worlds, the created worlds, which have an extra symptom before you get to them. The symptom of the Parsa, in order to bring about created worlds, as explained in other places, so this between the difference between Atzilus, even though it's also creation, but Atzilus and Bria, Atzilus is just a Gilea Helim, and Bia is already like Kishmai Kenu, it's a Bria, it's a Bria Chadasha. Tulda, different quality of divine energy, altogether. So therefore, but even in Biyah, this level of divinity, this Kav, this Ermit Sumtum is felt within all of creation and clothes within an internal way. Um, so with, within every creation, there is these two aspects of Chayis, Oyer and Koyach. And the Chayis, which is described as Oyer, is this Ha'aras Akav. So the Ha'aras Akav, even though it's still a more pure level divinity, therefore it still remains a little bit separate from us, nevertheless, it's enclosing within all of creation, even the lower levels of creation of Biyah. 
The difference is, and why is it separate from us, is because in Atzilus, before the Parsa, they feel the Mahus of the Kav. But in our lower world of Biyah, we only feel, in Kaddish Kashem, that we only feel, we feel it's separate, we only feel the Metzius of the Kav, that it exists, we don't feel what it is. That the Torah can allow us to experience a revelation even of the pure Mahus of the Kav. Stop there, six times, six times from the top of ratio.